Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Likut Moran. We are currently learning the 10th Torah, and we find ourselves now in Os Hey, paragraph 5. We've been learning about the dangers of being a Balgaiva, of being a person who's unbelievably haughty, and believing that I don't need any assistance when it comes to my prayers. I don't need anyone else. I can do it all on my own. We learned that this is a mistaken belief. If we want our prayers to be as productive as possible and be considered amongst the greatest opportunity to be received and answered, so then we need to connect our tefillos to the tzadikah door, to the righteous people of the generation. Some of the hows and whys and foundational pieces of that topic can be found in previous shiurim. If you didn't hear them, I recommend you go back and listen to the previous few. We're going to dive into our text, paragraph 5. Hey, here we go. And the greatest advice in order to nullify this haughtiness, this level of, I don't need anybody else, how do we get rid of that? We learned earlier that idolatry is likened to gaiva, to haughtiness. Like the Pazik says in Mishle, to avas Hashem kol gavalev. An abomination to Hashem is everyone with an elevated heart, with a haughty heart, with someone who is too full of themselves, is considered an abomination before the Almighty. The main way to get rid of this is through coming close to righteous individuals, to tzaddikim. As we learn in the Tikkun Zohar, that trua, the sounding of a shofar, which is the soul, and this activates something to erase those other gods. The word trua literally means broken. Have that in mind as we continue to learn through the texts of this Torah. Here we go. And this righteous individual is referred to as spirit or breath, as we've learned before. Like the Pasuk says, This is a man, a person, that has the ruach within him. And through his hand, this extra gaiva, this elevated spirit, is subdued, which is the kel acher, the other god, the idolatry, and we turn that acher, the other, into echad. If you notice, the aleph ches reish, that's used to spell the word acher, meaning other god, if you add just a little drop to that reish, it becomes a dalid, spelling the word aleph ches dalid. Echad. There's just a little drop necessary to change from Kel Acher, from another God, to Kel Echad, the one God. This is just that one little drop for the letter Dalid. The Tzadik represents this extra piece that's added to the Reish to turn it into a Dalid. Now, it should not be lost on anyone. Some of the commentaries in, in the Kutimaran bring in that we should clearly note the difference between Acher and Echad. It's one little drop. The difference between a leader that is tremendous and a leader who will take us down terrible paths can just be a small little drop. One nakuda, one point that takes us off the trails can serve as a continued downward trajectory, being ultimately tragic for a person's growth and quite literally bring a person to avodah zarah, to idolatry. 
We have to be so careful when we're growing ourselves, when we're looking to our leaders, what do they look like? Now, for clarity, I'm most certainly not speaking about what type of clothing they're wearing. Of course, there is something important about clothes and the tzuras Yisrael and to look like a yid. That's not for now. What I am talking about is the quality of this individual. Are they echad? Are they an echad adikajou? Or are they a kel acher type of person? Are they taking us away from the unity of the Almighty and recognition that there is only one God? Continuing in our text, Shemimenu Arba Ruchois, that from him there are four directions, meaning from the tzaddik. Kemosha Kasev, like the Pasuk says, Nechezkel, Koyamar Hashem me Arba Ruchois boi haruach. Here is what God said, coming from the four directions come the winds or the spirits. V'zelash and trua. Now this is the language of trua, that shofar blast that we learned about earlier. Remember, the tzaddik is the person through whom wind blows, through whom the spirit is engulfed, which means the wind that's coming from all directions is another reference to the tzaddik. Additionally, this is talking about the trua. Remember, the trua is something that's broken. Lashun teroyem b'shevet barzel. To break them with an iron rod. This iron rod, metaphorically, is going to break this elevated spirit, the haughtiness that is terrible for a person's development. Kelacher, which is part and parcel of this tragic belief that there may be other gods or other powers in the world that, that we should follow. Kfiris, which is heresy. This staff, this staff of iron is what the tzaddik is going to use to break that haughtiness that is within us. And we learned about the idea earlier of tochachov, giving rebuke to another person. Who's allowed to give rebuke? For sure the tzaddik is able to meaningfully do that, to meaningfully let us know how, when, and why we can grow, what areas in our lives we need to improve upon. And connecting ourselves to tzaddikim is part of this process. Up to paragraph Vav. And this is the idea as we started the Torah with dancing and clapping. What's going on? How are we connecting all of these ideas? Because dancing and clapping, because that draws down the dancing and clapping, draws down this idea of the spirit that is within the heart. As can be easily observed, because through a gladdened heart, then you'll start to dance and you'll start to clap your hands together. The externals in this case definitely reflect that which is inside. There's a beautiful idea from the Boshemtov. It is tangentially related, but I feel obligated to share it with this holy crew here, is that the Balshemtov says, if we recognized the power of doing one act of chesed, if we knew how awesome it was in Shemayim, what was shaking when we did a chesed for another person, we would not be able to stop dancing for 70 years. There's an internal recognition of how incredible something is, and it comes out. There's no stopping it. When there's a great group of people around and an awesome niggin, a tune that's just permeating the room, you, you just start tapping your feet. Maybe you start clapping and then people start dancing. It's just what happens when people are happy. The greater the revelation of the inside, 
the greater the dancing externally will be. Just like what the Baal Shem Tov taught about the spiritual realities and worlds that we shake when we do an act of chesed, an act of kindness for another. And so too, when we realize that we can grow, when we realize that we have the power to break divine judgments and to sweeten those judgments, it's an incredible power. But we have to start by working on ourselves. And one of those steps is to connect ourselves, to come closer to tzaddikim of the generation. And as is explained in the Tikkune Zohar, The Tikkune Zohar says that this Ruach, this wind or this spirit, it blows through the six sections of the arms and the six sections of the legs. Different parts of the body are often used within the Kabbalistic writing. So when it talks about the six parts of the arms, we're talking about the upper arm above the elbow, the lower arm below the elbow, and the hand, that's three pieces times two arms, is six different prakim, six different sections of the hands. And when we're talking about your legs, we're talking about that which is above your knee, your thigh, and that which is below your knee, your calf, and then your feet. Those are three pieces on each leg. Each leg times two legs equals six different parts. And this is the same concept of clapping and of dancing. Remember, when the ruach is flowing, when the wind is blowing, when your spirit is strong, so then your legs will will move, your legs will go up and down and dance around, and your arms will come together to clap to the beat. When the Ruach starts flowing, there's no stopping the dancing and clapping. There is no question that what we're speaking about is unbelievably deep, is unbelievably spiritual, and can be understood on a metaphoric level. That being said, Reb Nassin in Sichos Aran writes regularly how we need to learn these Torahs, the teachings of Rebbe Nachman, on a practical level as well. So when there's a Ruach flowing through our bodies, and Rebbe Nachman saying the dancing and clapping therein, he's also talking about actually dancing and actually clapping. This is not just a metaphoric idea to understand some deeper concept in Kabbalah. Yes, it's also that. But do not underestimate the power of dancing and clapping. And this whole idea is the concept of that which the Medrash says, that his heart lifted up his feet. That's from Barashas Rabbah, Parshas Vayetze. Namely, that through a spirit that exists in the heart, dancing will come. On that note, we're going to pause here, wishing everyone a beautiful day filled with tons of dancing.